Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. As we continue through the books of Proverbs, we uh, we've been we've been joyfully uh, cranking along in in the ninth proverb. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. With me, as always, is uh, my friend, my co-host Stephanie Wesco. So, uh, happy Monday to you, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I'm doing well. Well, praise the Lord. Christmas is right around the corner. How's your shopping coming along? Well, I'm actually 99% done. No! Um, wow. Yep. Yep. So I'm trying to get my gifts, currently trying to get the gifts finished, wrapped. I'm almost there. Um, and then I've got a church Christmas party this next week when we're recording this, this next week. Um, wow. And so, um, yeah, I've got a Christmas party for the my Bible class and my Christmas party for church, and then I got to fit in a PTSD conference in the midst of that. So. Wow. Well, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Yeah, I, I, I usually start my Christmas shopping in earnest on Christmas Eve, though I do do my Wesco purchases and actually Debbie and I are ahead on the kids. Uh, I do do, uh, I do do, (laughs) you know, I can't say those two words together because I'm a knucklehead, but, uh, anyway, I do get, uh, uh, I, I do have a lot done uh, this year, which is surprising for me, that though I still will be getting little things and stuff like that. I'm always looking at something saying, would so-and-so like this or not like that? And, and then this year is hard for me because I'm doing a jewelry moratorium. I'm not getting anybody jewelry this year. And uh, that's kind of messing me up because I'm real good at that. But what are you going to do? I told Debbie I would take a moratorium for buying her jewelry so I can't go to the jewelry store. I'll buy other people jewelry. Then I'll feel bad. I didn't buy her jewelry. Then I'll buy her jewelry and I will have broke the moratorium. Is that too much information <laughs> or what? That was just. Yeah. That was overwhelming. All I should say is no jewelry this year. I'm doing all right. I'm moving along. Uh, and folks, you know, when you think about presents out there, uh, you think I should say this or you think I said it enough about my love language or anything like that. Uh, I think I've said it enough. And, uh, chai steak, but you know, I, I won't say it anymore, but anyway, here we are. We always, what? what? No, nothing, nothing. Chai and steak and it can't be fake. Hey, so, <laughs> or I'll do a double take and, uh, yeah, oh, so, my. Uh, yeah, so I can rhyme all the time, but here we are. We're, we're at that place. We're in the knucklehead moment where we try to do a few things with a knuckleheaded statement. Number one, we try to point out what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, so that you're not a knucklehead. And number three, 
sometimes it can be humorous, but lately it hasn't. We haven't been done. We haven't done real well with humor lately, Stephanie. We're a little bit off on that. We, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a little bit better. Who knows? But uh, you <laughs> might be a knucklehead. So today is Stephanie's turn. So you might be a knucklehead if. Well, you might be a knucklehead if you uh, if you make Christmas carols annoying. I don't like that. Yeah, that's almost sacrilegious. Keep, Christmas, keep your Christmas music. I should say Christmas music. Don't make your Christmas music annoying. Like keep that, it awesome. Like that sto- uh, song you always hear in the store that we sing at Disney World all the time. Last Christmas. Yeah, I hate that. It's a wise example of what I'm talking about. I gave you my heart the very next day. You tore it apart. I don't know. I Everywhere I go, that song's playing. It messes me up. <laughs> and that's one of the few songs that I remember all the words for. Liberty taught us the words last year. And not that she knew them. She worked somewhere where they used to. <laughs> no, they, I'm not picking on Liberty here. Liberty's a good human being. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't mean to pick on her. I really don't. She hasn't killed music in a long time. She's my friend. I miss her. She's all the way out. You know, we can complain about the weather all we want, but look at some of her pictures on Facebook and stuff. Liberty's getting some serious snow and stuff out there in Wyoming. It's real out there. That's the real frozen tundra out there. And uh, I think, you know, I think it's a miracle that Liberty hasn't, you know, hooked up with a cowboy yet. I, I, I can't, you know, those guys must be a little messed up out there because Liberty, I think, would be a pretty good catch for these guys. I don't know. I'm just saying that. But anyway, so you might be a knucklehead if you mess up Christmas music or if you, how did you put that? If you. If you make it annoying, keep, keep yeah. your Christmas music pleasant so that when people hear it, it puts them in the Christmas mood. It doesn't make them want to strangle you. Yeah, and I mean, there's songs that are, uh, you don't have to have a religious Christmas song to be a good one, even though I, obviously we sing those in church and stuff, but I like White Christmas. I'm dreaming. I like that, man. I like Bing's version of it. Uh, Cuomo there, what's his name, Perry? What's his name? Cuomo Perry? Cuomo Perry? I don't, he does all right, but let me tell you, Bing is the guy. Uh, Yeah, Bing is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, Stephanie, with that, we come to this place where uh, things we don't say or do to people with PTSD. Well, as we go into this Christmas season, um, as we're in this Christmas season, I should say, um, I would like to go positive just because I think we need to go positive. Um, you know, not harp on the negative, but give positive solutions so I would encourage you um, to, and I maybe have already said this, but um, to keep your eye open um, as we're in this holiday season, you know, for a veteran, to tell them thank you. Um, pay for someone's groceries Yeah, um, that's behind you in line. Yeah. Um, I shop at you, Publix in Greer, South Carolina. Anyway, you, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say you don't, you don't know, that's you don't right. know what's behind you is going yeah. through. That's as right. High PSD rate is, and yeah. for sure, we have a veteran or or firefighters or police officers yeah. for them out of the ordinary sure. to make in their life, um, to thank them, to buy them coffee, to whatever that might look like for you, yeah. just make a difference in their lives. And and last year, Stephanie took uh, cards, right, subway cards, 
cookies. Um, no, we did, little, we did gift bags. Yeah, we did gift bags, 50 and, gift bags. And brought them to the police and the first responders in her community. So, and all joking aside, folks, I think, I think charity is love. You know, charity is a word we use in the King James Version for love. Uh, that's how much it means to God. And I think helping somebody, I, I remember one time I was in line and there was a lady in front of me and she was like $9 short. And I'm like, ma'am, I got that, you know? And, uh, but just to do that without even having a person in line in front of you, what's nine bucks. It drives Debbie crazy. I'm always throwing uh, money to people around streets begging and stuff. And you know, are some of them faking? You got to believe it. But you know what? For those ones who aren't praise God. And, uh, and even for the ones who are faking, maybe they'll say, you know what, this guy or gal, they just, they just hooked me up. I don't know. You know, maybe it'll have an effect on people. Thank you for sharing that. So come up along, find a veteran, find a first responder, find somebody who's been through the junk for you and just love on them. And, uh, yeah. and that's all, we're, that's all she's talking about there. And I think that's pretty good. And here we are, we're in the ninth proverb and in these next three verses, just speak volumes, you know, verse 10 was one of my memory verses from when I first got saved. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me, the days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shall be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shall bear it. Oh, man, that's, that's a pretty tough ending right there, Stephanie. Talking, you want to be a scorner? This is what this is what happens with it. But we're reading this, Stephanie. Extremely well-known verses. Verses you probably have a song for these uh, somewhere along your way. I know you sang all the psalms and stuff. What are you thinking? Well, these verses are powerful, and I see here the root, um, the root of wisdom. And um, a fool, a scorner, has a root. A wise person has a root. In other words, the basis, the the seed from which their life is sprouted and grows. And um, for a wise person, the seed and the root of their life, of their success, is the fear of the Lord. And that doesn't mean a trembling fear. Um, I think the trembling fear is for the scorner. Um, that's the kind of fear a scorner will experience. Someday when every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. But I think the fear of the Lord for a wise person is a sense of honor, respect, admiration, love, obedience. It's all wrapped up in that where they know God is God. And so the basis of everything they do comes from that root belief system that dictates their life that God is God. And that is what the fear of the Lord boils down to, that you believe what God's word says. You believe that God is who he says he is and his attributes and his holiness and his love and his goodness and his kindness. And, and the fear of the Lord involves trusting him. And all of these things are the beginning of wisdom. In other words, if you don't have that knowledge and if you don't live life controlled by that knowledge, by those facts, wisdom is is always going to elude you. Yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. It, it's wow. And it's telling us that, you know, fear. So we got to look at that word fear. I think before I finish this, this statement, I was just going to say, 
So the word fear means different things. It has different connotations, yet it means the same thing. So I'm afraid to jump in front of a trailer truck that's going down the road. I have fear about that. I have a fear, uh, you know, about pit bulls wanting to bite me when I'm running or walking in the morning. That's fear. But the fear of God is taking that to a new level. It's fearing God to the point that I want to get all his wisdom. I want to learn everything. I want to do everything right. But it's not that fear that paralyzes me. It's, it's a fear that helps me to grow. It's forcing myself uh, to be afraid of the consequences of not fearing him, of not learning from him. So I, I think it's, I think there's a significant difference there. Like I don't walk around earth afraid of God. I'm not afraid that, that God's going to take me home. Stephanie's not afraid that God's going to take her home any minute. I mean, we can live a life like that, but we're not living. But the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and is the knowledge of the holy and that knowledge of that holy God, the only one who deserves the name holy. Uh, the only one, it reminds me a little bit of Joshua 24, 19, another, th- another sermon I was studying for, but just understanding the holiness, the living and and that he is holy, it, it, you know, it, that word holy underscores God to me. I think we should, you know, like that. So I say, so this is where I'm coming to. I know I said a lot to say this. Uh, if you want to be wise, it begins with a fear of understanding what God's precepts are, uh, being fearful of the way he wants us to live and live in that way. You know, our God is not mocked. Is that, what is that? Galatians, I think, uh, Galatians five or six where, uh, uh, what's that? Where it says, be not deceived. Yeah. Yeah. So, so God knows everything that's, that's going on. God knows whether we take him seriously, the way he expects us to live, his precepts, his commands, those things. And, and, you know, I think Stephanie, this is the place where we got to have that talk as Christians, that this isn't a, I'm afraid to live kind of fear. I mean, how would you say it? No, this is a, this is walking soberly, righteously and godly. Um, that's, you know, in the new Testament, we're told to, um, live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our savior, Jesus Christ. That's what the fear of God looks like. Um, it's living in a way that if Jesus returned, you wouldn't be found ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably the best way ever to say that. And then going down to that next verse for by me, thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. So there's a promise here that increases the years of our life that, uh, and it definitely makes our life a whole lot better. It's, uh, and, and so the fear of Lord, I like the way you said that it's almost, you know, a sense of awe and reverence to God. It's bringing honor to God. It's living that way to God. And, uh, and, and, but then we get to this point, Stephanie, and we're looking at this verse and it's talking about multiplying our days. There's great benefits in wisdom and fear in God in the beginning of wisdom and doing those things. There's benefits here. And, mm-hmm. and, and folks, I, I don't know what things in life give you benefits. I really don't. You know, you could look at this probably, a gazillion things you could do that give you some type of benefit or not, but there's no greater benefit than a benefit that comes from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's because that's going to be an eternal benefit in the end. Um, if God gives you something 
Um, even if it's a temporal thing, he's giving it to you as an investment to serve him um, with which to serve him, to make a difference for him. And so in any of those cases, um, if you're pleasing the Lord, that benefit's not going to just be for the here and now. Even if it's a temporal thing, the ultimate benefit is that you're laying up treasures in heaven. And you're making God happy. And who else is better to make happy than God? You know, we talked in the last podcast, here we are trying to make, you know, the knucklehead I used to work for, the people you used to know. There's somebody, probably everybody on this podcast could name the biggest narcissist in their life. I mean, they're all there. They're control freaks. Everybody's got one. I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're like that zit inside of your nose that shows up once a year. It just bugs you. Nobody can see it, but it just drives you crazy, you know? And uh, they're there. But, you know, if you can take your focus off of what they're doing to you, get away from them and put your focus on what God can give you and where it goes from there. And then, and then this idea, Stephanie, so building on all that and building on what you said, then we got this idea or uh, that we're wise for ourselves. So if we're wise, it helps us, it grows us. The more wisdom we seek, the more we help others and the more we help ourselves. And this is one of those places where it takes us from being a scorner and makes us a halfway decent human being. And uh, we, we actually get to be a better person because we don't want to be part of that 50% we talk about that are knuckleheads. We, yeah. you know, we want to be wise. We want to serve God. We want to live a life that brings honor and glory to God. And, and there's a way to do that. And we keep finding in God's word that the easiest way to do that is just accept what his plan is for our lives and, and yeah. get away from, you know, uh, marry the right person, live the right life, take care of the people God's given you, get rid of the people in your life who stink and just move out smartly, you know? And, yeah. and, and that's, you know, that's what, that's what we got to do. That's the way we got to live. And I think that's what we're learning here. And so I think, you know, if someone's saying, well, I'm, you know, how, you know, for instance, I got a question, one of our questions, I got like 50 questions behind on these podcasts, but one of the questions the lady asked me is I have no time. How do I make time for God? I mean, how do we answer that? But she asked that question. She asked it of you. She said, I have no time. She's got kids and, you know, life. And she says, I have no time. How do I make time for God? I mean, what do you say to a lady like that? Well, I would say that you're probably right. Um, but God always has time for you. And so, um, you know, you can spend time with Jesus while you're washing dishes. You can spend time with Jesus while you're taking a shower. You can spend time with Jesus doing things while you're doing things that you maybe never would have imagined. But you know, when you're rocking your baby to sleep at night and you're singing, Jesus loves me, or you're quoting verses to him, you know, or when you're in the shower and you're crying out to God for help through that day, those are all spending time with Jesus. And, and we tend to put spending time with Jesus in this certain box that it has to look like this certain image to qualify no god knows that a mother is busy and knowing that my god always has time for me so no matter what i'm doing that has me feeling like i can't stop and we can't stop you know being a single mom i don't have the luxury of calling up my husband and saying i need an hour off can you take the kids for an hour 
that doesn't happen at my house. And so knowing that God knows where I am and I can come to him a mess and know that he's okay with that. I can spend time with him when I'm at rock bottom and he's okay with that because he says, come unto me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And if there's anybody that's weary and heavy laden, it's a mother, it's a busy mother. Yeah. And so yep. um, understanding that God's always there for you, yeah. and he doesn't put you in a box. Um, he doesn't say you have to fit this mold to come to me. He just says, come to me when you're weary and heavy laden, all and you. I will give you rest. Yeah. All of you. You know, and listen, here's the great thing about what Stephanie just said, too, is I had to fit exercise in my life. I couldn't take God out of my life. So my Bible reading, my Bible listening, my all that, I had to put it all together. What Stephanie said, Stephanie doesn't even really have time to exercise a lot of the time. She, she, she runs up and down those stairs a hundred times a day, spends a couple hours a day taking kids to jobs and, and all kinds of things. And you out there who are very busy, you know exactly the life she's talking about. But boy, you can fill in all those blanks with having the Bible plan, with, with having... Uh, uh, you know, I mean, rocking the baby, reading the Bible, quoting verses. I like that. Singing a hymn. Now, don't sing hymns the way I sing hymns. I might get a word or two wrong once in a while. Amen. Except for last Christmas. You know, I, I've got that one committed to memory. <laughs> I don't know why, but I remember every word. And uh, I gave you my heart. Oh, man. No. If that oh. plays one more. You know what? I'm going to start bringing my uh, ear pods that the Wesco family got me a couple of years ago on my birthday. I'm going to start plugging those real deep into my ears and listening to something else while I walk around the mall. Cause if I hear that song one more time, I'm not going to be responsible for what I'm going to do. Hey, listen, we, we, we love you folks. And that song should be outlawed. Uh, somebody get a hold of Joe Biden and have him sign an executive order that they can't play last Christmas anymore. And, uh, but the fear of the Lord, remember folks, the fear of the Lord, remember what the fear is. It's a reverence. It's an awe. It's putting God first. It's saying, you know what? I want to get these things right. I'm not afraid. I have a fear. I have this reverence. I want to do what's right by God. I, I, I just want to get this right. Listen, listen to every word Eric's got to say. Nothing more important on this earth than accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hey, happy Monday to you guys. If we can do anything for you, find us on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page and drop us a line. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.